Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. Staring down the barrel of another 0-3 start, our beloved were in Dallas on Sunday with the hopes of getting 2016's first win by shutting down Dak Prescott and the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Did the Bears get their first W, or has history repeated itself? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 3 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. If it wasn't so damn confusing, it would all just be funny, I guess. You know, the way the Bears are playing this conundrum of a season that we're already in the midst of, and we still have 13 games left to go. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the Week 3 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and here we are, three weeks into our season, still waiting for the very first victory episode of 2016 because the Bears dropped another one uh, to the Cowboys, 31-17 to last night. So at, at least we scored more than 14 points this time. But then again, we allowed more than 29. Um, you know, that's 23 week one, 29 week two, 31 week three. This is an ugly trend. Uh, and we got the... Uh, the Detroit Lions coming into town on Sunday, and, uh, you know, they can score points in bunches. Uh, they had to score 39 to win the, to beat the Colts week one and, uh, you know, didn't have a good offensive week last week but just put up 27 on the uh, Packers yesterday afternoon. As a matter of fact, they were, they were pretty close to uh, making a pretty impressive comeback on Green Bay before the Packers finally shut it down. But, uh, you know, it, here's the thing. I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about this game, okay? Because all it is is more of the same. And that's the most frustrating part is that the same thing has happened in all three football games, basically. Only the thing about it is that it seems to have gotten worse each and every time. The first time with the Texans, we had our fast start. We got the interception. We got on the board. Hell, we had the lead going into the fourth quarter. And it just seems like we could we could never get anything consistent going on, on offense. We couldn't shut them down on defense. You guys know what the story of the first game was, you know, twelve of twenty on on third downs. That was that was it. That's what killed the Bears uh, in the first game. In the second game, more the same, uh, except uh, you know where the offensive line looked okay uh, against Houston. It was it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. They definitely weren't good. You know, they were okay. Um, you know, we had our spots, our flashes, being able to run the ball. We got some big plays on Houston. So we had our moments, uh, with Philadelphia. 
it was more spurts here and there, you know, did some good things here, decent drive there, you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part, Cutler was under siege the entire time because the entire offensive line had no answer for what Philly was doing uh, with their pass rush. And, uh, you know, Langford and company could never get the ball rolling literally as far as running uh, running the football. And we turned the ball over too many times. I mean, one time is too many, but you get, you guys get what I'm saying. And then we come here to week three, and we don't have the fast start to where, you know, we're kind of in it in the beginning like we did against Houston uh, and Philadelphia. Um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> the, the score was 17 to nothing before the Bears, before the Bears got their, first, their very first first down of the game. And uh, that happened in the second quarter because uh, the Cowboys only had the ball four times in the first half, and they scored every single time. Three touchdowns, one field goal for a 24-3, to, 24 to 24-10, 24-3 to uh, halftime lead uh, on the Bears. And whereas in the knee-jerk reactions in, in week one and week two, there was some optimism. No, I'm not liking what I'm seeing out there, but at least – you know, the game is close or it's competitive or blah, blah, blah. The Bears never had a chance uh, in this one. And and what's funny is that, um, you know, I, I really kind of went into this one feeling like this was our best chance uh, to get a win after talking to Tom Ryle uh, the other day, or at least our best chance to, to stay in it. When he told me that the Cowboys' pass rush, you know, was ineffective and that they were having trouble stopping the run. I was like, well, fantastic. If Hoyer will have time back there to throw the football, you know, then we'll, you know, use the pass to set up the run or, you know, whatever the, the case may be. It sounds like we'll actually have some, some breathing room. Maybe we'll be able to hang on to the ball, get some drives going, and, uh, you know, even if Dallas is, you know, able to, to manage and shut it, shove it down our throats, at least we'll be able to, return the favor at least it sounded like that and then uh the game kicked off and uh yeah it it uh it did not go like that knee jerk reaction to the first quarter the bears and the cowboys and cowboys had two drives and they got 10 points out of it the bears have two drives and got seven plays out of it that's that's about all we got it's been uh it's been all Cowboys in the first quarter. They have the football now, getting ready to start the uh, the second, and it's it's just as bad as it was against Philadelphia. Only the Cowboys don't have the same pass rush, so Brian Hoyer has bad has time to make bad decisions and throw it to the wrong person. So um, it's going to be another frustrating game unless things change. The Bears are off to another slow start, and the Cowboys are up ten to nothing as we head into the second. <laughs> And in the second quarter, it, it was more of the same. It's it's this the same story, different verse, base or the same song, different verse is basically, you know how this is all going uh, for the Bears. Time of possession was an issue. Offense can't stay on the field. Defense can't get off of it. As you'll hear me say uh, with the second quarter knee jerk reaction. Knee jerk reaction to the second quarter of the Bears and the Cowboys, and it just keeps getting worse. Uh, the further the game goes along. 
The Cowboys have had four possessions tonight. They have 24 points to speak of. So they were two for two in the first quarter, two for two in the second, three touchdowns and a field goal. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is signaling first down every time he touches the football. Um, and the Bears can get nothing going uh, on offense. They had, uh, same as the first two weeks, they had one decent-looking drive that ended in a field goal. That's where we got our three points from. But otherwise, the offense can't keep itself on the field, and the defense can't get itself off of it. So it's more of the same uh, as the Bears go into halftime. We get the ball back to start the second half, but we're down 24-3, to and it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. <laughs> Second half came around, and, uh, you know, as par for the course, the Bears gave us a, a little bit of a glimmer of hope, forced a turnover, um, you know, had a really nice-looking drive, uh, four and a half minutes, something like that, longest drive of the night, actually, uh, got ourselves a touchdown, uh, made it 24-10 to 10 to kind of make it a football game uh, again, but then the rest of the third quarter, it was, you know, mishaps, mistakes, and uh you know the defense showed up in the third quarter at least they were they were able to uh you know get the the, the time of possession battle was like 10 minutes to 10 minutes and change to four minutes uh and change you hear me make a comment about that here uh in the knee-jerk reaction as to statistically what was ridiculous uh about that and um you know going into the fourth quarter it was still a two-score game but it, it looked like for the first time all season Second half or halftime adjustments were kind of working in the Bears' favor, and while it was still a long shot, at least it was possible going into the fourth quarter. Knee jerk reaction to the third quarter the Bears and the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, and the good news is the Bears have dominated time of possession in the third quarter. Ten minutes uh, time of possession just in the third quarter when we only had eight minutes total in the entire first half. The bad news is we have close to nothing to show for it. The Bears uh, forced a turnover on Terrence Williams, fumbled the football after gaining about 50 yards on one pass play. Um, forced the uh, Jacoby Glenn forced the fumble. Adrian Amos recovered it. The Bears turned that into a very nice drive. 11 plays, four and a half minutes off the clock. A touchdown pass from Hoyer to Zach Miller to make it 24 to 10. And that's pretty much it. I mean, the Bears have been doing a much better job on defense, getting the Cowboys off the field. Only like four minutes time of possession for the Cowboys in this quarter. But again, only one touchdown for the Bears. We're still down two scores, 24 to 10, as we go into the fourth quarter. <laughs> Again, nothing to get excited about, but you know, at least nothing to, no reason to turn the channel or you know to get to turn the game off or or anything like that. But in the fourth quarter, the Cowboys added their final score. I think that put them up thirty-one to ten uh, at that point. The Bears did manage to add another touchdown to give us our final score, thirty-one uh, to seventeen. But um, you know, it was I think we had two turnovers, something like that. Uh, in the fourth quarter, the Bears did actually get hosed on. That was in the third quarter, though. We got hosed uh, on an onside kick. Uh, the Bears were flagged for being offsides. They couldn't show it to us on on the replay on Sunday Night Football. They couldn't show us who it was that was uh, that was offsides. I think they said it was um, Jonathan Anderson. Um, but I couldn't see you know anywhere that anyone was was offsides. Um, I don't think it was something that was challengeable uh, for Fox. So there was no challenge that was done. John Fox is actually 
uh, two for two for two on his uh, on his um, challenges last night. He got both of his challenges correct uh, yesterday. I mean, it turned to turn out to be inconsequential because you know the Bears still got their asses handed to him. But you know, at least he's getting better at it. He's making good challenges. <laughs> So, you know, it beats the hell out of uh, what he did week one against the Texans where his non-challenge turned to be the was the deciding factor in the football game. Because three plays after he decided not to challenge a, a fourth and one where we stuffed him, they scored the go-ahead touchdown and ended up winning the game. But, um, you know, it just uh, – we got hosed on that, on that onside call onside, – uh, onside kick. Sherry McManus, it was one of those where they – make the 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 return team think that they're going to kick it and instead of booting it downfield he um kind of you know like bunts basically you know like a bunt in baseball he just kind of taps it with his foot and you just chase after it and Sheridan McManus was able to beat one of the Cowboys to the football and uh you know was able to retain possession for the Bears but the penalty nullified that the Bears had to kick again and the Cowboys got possession that was pretty much the end of the comeback for the Bears I'd love to know what would have happened had we been given the onside kick which we should have been just to see how things may have turned out would we have you know tripped and stumbled all over ourselves would Hoyer have thrown an interception would would somebody have fumbled the football what you know whatever we'll never know unfortunately we will never know so that could have been the turning point right there and give the Bears a little bit of confidence try to make something happen keep the offense on the field keep the defense off of it but unfortunately that was not the case and then like I said in the fourth quarter the Cowboys pulled away and uh you know secured the Bears second consecutive 0-3 start knee-jerk reaction the bears and the cowboys and uh it's a 31 to 17 final for the cowboys so the bears are beloved start the year 0 and 3 for the second year in a row um second half was better than the first uh the bears actually put 14 points on the board uh the offense looked better uh, so did the defense, actually, but they just couldn't get out of their own way. They turned the ball over twice uh, in the in the in the second half, and um, you know it just. You know, they just couldn't get out of their own way this time. That it could have been a much closer game, I believe, if they had been able to uh, hang on to the football uh, in the second half. Those turnovers are real killers uh, for the Bears. So, um, you know, we. Uh, I don't know. We got to hit practice, watch films, whatever you do, and uh, get ready for uh, Detroit coming into town on Sunday. You hear me get a little tongue-tied there, and, and it's more about, you know, what do you say when you have to keep saying the same thing over and over again? It's like, you know, for for, for you guys out there who are parents, it's like how do you – you know, for for that for that young one that you have there that keeps doing the same thing over and over again, despite your objections or you know the way you scold them or yell at them, you know, try to discipline them or whatever, they keep doing the same thing. Well, you know, that's the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and respecting expecting a different result. And 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 right now, I'm just I'm I'm tired of saying the same things over and over again, but the same things keep happening. You know. 35 minutes and change to 24 minutes and change time of possession uh the cowboys win 10 you know 10 plus minutes uh time of possession uh again 
You know, the offensive line kept Hoyer upright, but we couldn't run the football. Therefore, we couldn't sustain drives. So we couldn't keep the defense off the field. Hence the 10 minute uh, separation in uh, uh, time of possession. You know, it wasn't until later in the game we were, you know, that we could put a drive together. But the longest drive we had all night was the touchdown drive. Uh, the first one, the seven, uh, the after the turnover, four and a half minutes or almost five minutes longest drive we had all night long. The Cowboys had, I think, four drives longer than that throughout the entire uh, football game. Um, we still have no identity on offense. You can never really figure out what the Bears are doing. Uh, you just realize that whatever it is, our opponents see it coming a mile away. You know, they just know what we're up to, and that's all there is to it. Um, you did see Brian Hoyer target Kevin White quite a bit. 14 targets. He ended up with six catches. Uh, don't know if that was by design or if it was because Alshon was being doubled on the other side. But uh, 14 attempts to, towards Kevin White was twice as many as Alshon saw uh, last night. Um, one thing we can say, uh, Jordan Howard is going to be seeing the field quite a bit more. Um, looked really good in his limited time. Last night, uh, just learned before I started up the show uh, tonight, Jeremy Langford out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. So add him uh, to the injury list. Uh, don't know when Kadeem Carey uh, is coming back, but that running back that we elevated from the practice squad, he'll be getting some reps in practice this week, and that's if the Bears don't sign somebody off the street at this point because, uh, you know, that's definitely something we need to look into because – you know, we got bodies falling down all over the place. Now, there's a bigger discussion that I want to have here, but I want to wrap the game up first. And, and I want to get it over with as quickly as possible because, like I said, I'm tired of, of talking about the same things over and over again. You know, defensively, we had zero sacks, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hit. So it's basically like we, we, we weren't even there. It was like a seven-on-seven, seven, uh, basically, and the Cowboys were better than us. Uh, the Bears didn't allow any big plays, but the Cowboys nickeled and dimed them to death and scored all four times they had the ball in the first half. Um, the Bears had more time of possession in the third quarter. You heard me mention that. Ten minutes, third quarter, uh, time of possession to eight minutes of the f in the first half uh, for the Bears. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then, like I said before, turnovers cost the, the Bears any hopes of making a comeback in the second half, and it would have been possible had they stopped hurting themselves. But, uh, you know, it didn't happen. So that's the wrap-up on, on the game. You know, I don't want to elaborate and, and all that kind of stuff because, like I said, it's same song, different verse. You know, just, uh, um, you know, the same results, the same things happened. It just happened to be different people involved this time. So um, here's the real question that I want to discuss. Now, forgive me if you guys think maybe it's a little too early to be talking about this. But it's kind of become the consensus for just about anybody who has anything to say about the league this year. And the question is, the topic that I want to discuss real quick. Um, are the Bears the worst team in the NFL? Are they? I don't think that they are, uh, at least talent-wise anyway. You know, I don't think any of us would have... Uh, looked at this roster and said, yep, that's the worst group of players and been, that's been assembled in the NFL, you know. But, uh, you know, as far as a talent-rich roster, win healthy, no, we're definitely not the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I think that title still does go to Cleveland, but the thing is, 
everyone expected Cleveland to be Cleveland. They expected them to be awful. If you'd have come to them at the end of September and said, hey, the Browns are going to be 0-4, no one would be surprised. I think there would be quite a few people that would be surprised to hear the Bears are staring down the barrel of an 0-4 start, especially with the Lions and uh, the way that they like to throw the football with our pass rush being as ineffective as it's been. Could be a long day in Soldier Field again. Uh, on Sunday so we'll be able to talk to Jeremy Reisman on uh, this week to uh, from uh, from SB Nation's uh, Lions page that uh, you know to see what he has to say about the Lions and and uh, their offense and, uh, and and what they did on Sunday against the uh, the Packers I watched most of that game now the argument can be made however that the Bears are the worst team in football because they aren't as they are supposed to be a talented team, and yet they are doing absolutely nothing to maximize uh, that talent. Remember, we, we talked about it. We talked about it in the preview show. We talked about it in the re- the re- review show last week, which is, you know, how do we go from being this low level talent but high level effort team? last season the team that fought from the opening kickoff until the final gun they gave you every single bit of uh, you know every bit of every ounce of heart that they had and in the end the bears still had a chance you know the week one against green bay uh week three you know fighting until the very end despite the the you know being shut out uh the way that they you know absolutely stayed after it um and with the comeback against the chiefs last year going to overtime with the with the um the lions uh before the bye last week or last year uh you know being in it until the end with just about everybody last year i mean we only had like what like two blowout i want to say losses you know games where we definitely lost the football game you know the 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 future world champions only beat us like what 17 to 15 uh you know we were in it with everybody last year the ball bounces a certain way uh last season man we we rack up a few wins hell if we put a healthy football team on the field who knows how 2015 goes you know but that was supposed to feed into this being the next step last year was the low level high effort now we're supposed to have a more high effort or high tight talent team along with the high effort and boy you've really got something there you may not make the playoffs this year but you're going to see a marked improvement and then in 2017 we're really going to get after it well we might not have a we may have a new head coach in 2017 because there i read three articles today about how if the bears lose to the lions on sunday john fox will officially be on the hot seat i mean is he going to be the coach that doesn't survive the season is the the bears are going to have to do that fire john fox mid-season you know and i don't know that i want to do that just because who the hell is going to take over for him i mean i know vic fangio would probably be the top candidate but do we want him to do it his defense is terrible right now you know we went out and spent all that money used all the draft picks to to enhance and and, you know strengthen the defense get him some more talent rich people out there and uh his defense is terrible can't get off the field you know, is that the guy we want in charge? I know it's sure as hell we don't want the old Loggins out there because uh, 
his offense is predictable and uh, <laughs> unimaginative. So, no, I don't want him out there. I don't want him being the head coach either. So who does that leave? Do we pull somebody off the street to take over? That's that's unprecedented. I don't want to see that uh, happen. But, um, you know, because of all of this, you know, it's it's the, the Bears are supposed to be better than they have been expectations as far as experts and analysts were concerned were middle of the road but they're scraping the bottom of the barrel right now uh and there really isn't a clear explanation as to why you know i mean the one of the main reasons obviously would be the fact that the team has been ravaged uh by injuries for the second year uh in a row the bears have had horrible luck uh with injuries ever since tressman took over you know henry melton blowing out his knee and you know all that kind of stuff and just you know, we had what, like, we had two guys that we literally pulled off the street starting at defensive tackle for us at the end of that 2013 season, a season where we almost won a division and went to the playoffs, you know, and then in 2014, it just got worse, and uh, and then, you know, Tressman's out, Fox comes in, you know, yeah, we don't have as much talent as we would like, but with superior coaching, that will make a difference, and it did, and it did. You know, we saw a much more higher higher effort uh, from the team last year. It was exciting for the Bears to be in the game, except what you know, as opposed to watching them quit each week like they did uh, in 2014. It was it was fun to watch watching this team go from pillar to post, and you know, to know that we're still going to be in it at the end to just have a chance. And this team has had no chance in any of the games we had the lead going into the fourth quarter but the texans took the lead early in the fourth quarter and that was pretty much the last time the bears were competitive this year we've been chasing our opponents ever since we've been chasing them and um you know we got the lions coming into town uh on sunday and if we lose again you know if it hasn't happened already but you know and i've heard grumblings so it's the 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 foundation is there it won't be much longer before the fan base turns on Ryan Pace because he got rid of some of our best players to put together this roster molding in his image. You know, he and John Fox got rid of Brandon Marshall. They got rid of Martellus Bennett. Even though I'm still not sad to see him go, we got rid of Matt Forte, you know, and the list goes on. Robbie Gold, so on and so forth. Um, and we, we lose them, we lose the identity. We have no... You know, aside from Alshon Jeffrey right now, we don't really have any high caliber signature talent uh, on the offensive side. Uh, Jay, after having a good season last year, has has regressed. Uh, he's not. Aside from that one interception against Philadelphia, he's not back to his old ways, but he's not playing well. And it could be because, you know, rumors are that he hurt his thumb against the Texans and you know went in and was played the whole game against philly hurt so uh i don't know but right now the bears missed the players that, that ryan pace got rid of we could really use brandon marshall right now his leadership alone would be helpful to this team we could use a, a guy like martellus bennett who's you know who's uh you know a dynamic player uh, on the offensive side um you know, it, it never really bothered me to see these uh, to see these guys go, but you know, we definitely miss them. That's for sure. We can't uh, we can't deny that uh, we could use those guys out there uh, right now. And 
you know, with this team that we have right now playing the way that it is, you'd have a harder time arguing that they're not the worst team in the NFL uh, than they are. You know, it's just uh, it, it just it just adds up all in the negative uh, for the Bears. Um, you know, we're we are better than we're playing and uh, we're just not doing it right now. So, you know. That was just a little topic that I wanted to bring on. I know I got uh, you know off tam- off topic there a couple of times, but it, it's just just wanted to kind of put it out there. You know, that's the opinion of pretty much everyone in the NFL right now. I think we're thirty or thirty-one in the power rankings. It's not going to get any better. I mean, it's going to take a a hell of a of a hell of a. The Bears are going to have to hell of a dump in order to get you know ranked below uh, Cleveland right now, but. You know, okay, Cleveland went to overtime against Miami on Sunday, so they actually had a chance to win a football game. The Bears haven't been close yet, so we might be 32 when the new power rankings come out tomorrow. You know, after this Monday night game finishes up and the new power rankings come out on Tuesday, the Bears might be the worst team in football. It it might happen. It might be because uh, Cleveland almost won that game yesterday in Miami on the road, you know, and uh, did it with their third-string quarterback, Cody Kessler, and then when he went down, Terrell Pryor, who was a wide receiver but a quarterback in college, you know, had a pretty outstanding game that, uh, you know, kept it interesting and had the Browns taking it overtime. So we, who knows, uh, especially after the effort that was given last night on national television for the second week in a row, uh, the Bears are just embarrassing themselves uh, right now. So, And there's no real clear explanation. You can you definitely blame it on the injuries, but we were ravaged by injuries last year and we were in every single game, you know, just about every single game we were in last year. So... You can't blame it all on the injuries. You know, it sucks that that's happening to the Bears uh, again. But, um, you know, it's happening to a lot of teams in the league. And they're not playing as poorly as we are uh, right now. So, anyway, that's going to wrap up the review for week number three. We go ahead and wrap this thing up with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. Here to wrap up the week three review episode of the Chicago Bears review, we have Bear Up and Bear Down for this week. And um, I'm going to go with the Bear Ups to start because the Bear Downs, I, you know, I have an issue with the Bear Downs. But uh, Bear Up to Zach Miller, you know, had a a good performance. This is one of Brian Hoyer's favorite targets uh, last night. Scored a touchdown uh, for us and... uh, you know, did pretty well. It was nice to see him get more involved in the offense. That was good uh, to see. Uh, bear up to Jordan Howard, who has officially become our starting running back. Um, I'm sure that his talent would have helped him get on the field because he has responded to, uh, you know, to the call of duty for him. Uh, but with Kadeem Carey suffering from a hamstring injury and Jeremy Langford being out four to six with a an ankle sprain, He's the man now, so we'll see who the Bears uh, pile in behind him. Maybe Kadeem Carey will be healthy uh, for the Detroit game. We'll have to wait and see. But Howard uh, did look good uh, in flashes yesterday uh, against the Cowboys. So um, bear up to Jacoby Glenn, uh, who has done very well playing in playing in place of uh, Kyle Fuller, our former first-round pick, who's been nursing that uh, knee injury that he suffered in uh, training camp. And, uh, you know, forced the fumble yesterday that led to the touchdown 
uh, for the Bears and, uh, you know, put solid coverage uh, uh, on whoever it was that he was out there to defend. You know, Jacoby Glenn's not giving up uh, big plays. He's been doing a fine job. Actually, this one's probably uh, long overdue. He just happens to play on the defense, which hasn't been very good. So that's why it's kind of been hard to uh, to notice him. Uh, bear up to Nick Kwiatkowski. Um our fourth round pick out of West Virginia, inside linebacker, got the start last night uh, for the injured Danny Trevathan. Uh, did pretty well, was flying all over the place, making some tackles, but he makes the list because he actually blew up Lael Collins last night. The starting left guard uh, for the for the Cowboys was an offensive tackle, a left tackle in uh, at, at LSU uh, in college. Kwiatkowski came in on the blitz and just paced i mean if you guys remember the hit Kwiatkowski put on a running back uh in the cleveland game week number four of the preseason um he did the same thing but literally literally knocked Leo collins on his ass knocked him down right on his butt it was hilarious just awesome to see that guy coming across and it wasn't really like uh it was it wasn't a um it wasn't bad uh, technique by Collins or anything like that because he didn't get so much lower uh, than Collins that he just got up underneath him. He just plowed him, plowed him right over, knocked him right down. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the NFL, kid. That was awesome. Uh, and then finally, uh, bear up to the O-line pass blocking, you know, because uh, I don't think Hoyer got sacked at all uh, last night. Maybe he did the one that one fumble. Uh, or what they're calling a fumble anyway, where he he basically used the ball to brace himself from falling down and the ball fell out of his hand kind of thing. And uh, they they said he wasn't down by contact, that, uh, you know, he was a fumble and the Cowboys got the football, which is a bunch of crap. But, um, you know, uh, bear up to the to the offensive line for, for keeping uh, Hoyer upright. And, you know, when we had to throw the ball, we're down three scores uh, early on was able to keep him upright so they give the Bears a chance because the running game was atrocious, which brings me to our bear down list. Bear down to the offensive line and the run blocking. Aside from a, a big run from, from Lankford, I think 20-something yards, and I think Jordan Howard had about you know a 30-yard run at one point and then like another 10 or 15-yard run. I'm not sure what the stats are. I'm not going to look at them. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, aside from those, those plays, um, <laughs> you know, I think when when people were going over the numbers, it was like here are these like two three would take these two three runs away uh, from the from the Bears and the Bears ran the ball seventeen times for ten yards or ten times for seventeen yards whatever it was it was terrible you know we could not run the football and uh, you know we have the I think either the thirty first or the thirty second worst run offense in the league averaging sixty yards a game or something like that it's just it's awful you know. We have to be able. We're, we're the Bears, for Christ's sake. We have to be able to run the football. And right now, we are absolutely incapable of doing it. So, I mean, you figured this would be the week, especially after talking to Tom Ryle. We have such, we have a lot of trouble, you know, stopping the run. Uh, the Giants were able to run the football. The Redskins, and you know, were able to run the ball on them. The Bears do it. Nope, never happened. So, uh, and the other Bear Downs I want to give to our coordinators Dole Loggins as I said earlier in the show um, opponents find the holes or you know our defense to see us coming a mile away you know you're unimaginative and predictable and our opponents are all over us and then Vic Fangio uh, opponents finding holes in the defense 
uh, way too early and, uh, you know, able to exploit and you can't get your unit off the field. You're not being aggressive. Uh, <laughs> you would think he would try to be a bit more aggressive when the pass rush isn't working with just four guys. Send the house. I don't care. You know, it's 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 getting to that point already, even at this early juncture in the season where it's like, I don't care if if you blitz and they they get a big play. I just I want to see us take the chance. You know, it's just like we're, we keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's not working, but we just keep doing it. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, it's like I want to single out individual players, but I just feel like this at this with the, the way the team is playing, the issue goes higher than the players. You know, and nobody really stood out as being terrible or awful yesterday. It's just it really just seems like it's a coaching issue uh, at this point. You know, we can't get anything going on offense. We can't stop anything on defense. And it's not like last year where the tackling was atrocious and that was a big problem for us. Tackling is not a problem. We got guys like Jarrell Freeman, uh, Kwiatkowski. We got Trevathan. You know, we got Jonathan Anderson. These guys know how to make tackles. They had wrap up and bring them down. Even our secondary is better at it this year. You know, and we with the studs that we have up front, they're getting it done when they get the opportunity. But for the most part, it's, you know, the guys aren't breaking tackles and blowing the Bears up. They're just doing a better job of being where the Bears aren't and getting the plays that move the chains. It's just, you know, and that's a coaching thing. You know, we're getting out coached uh, by our opponents. And remember, like I said uh, last week, I didn't ever think that was something that we would be able to say again when we, we got John Fox, we hired Vic Fangio. It's like these guys, these are high level guys. You know, these are high level guys that are well respected across the league. You know, like people's opinions of the Bears changed when we hired those guys. I was like, oh, well, they got Fox and they got Fangio. It's like people are going to have to bring it against Chicago. You're not going to be able to outsmart these guys anymore because they got some real coaches finally. And I don't know what the hell happened between off seasons, but we're getting out coached. And, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. So anyway, I hate to end the show on the down note, but there you go. That'll do it for the week three review episode of the Chicago Bears review. Come back on Thursday when we'll have Jeremy Reisman uh, on the show and uh, the Pride of Detroit. That's the name of the SB Nation uh, page. Pride of Detroit, Jeremy Reisman. Talk about the Bears and the Lions to get ready for Sunday when the Bears return home uh, to Soldier Field. See if we can't get our first victory in almost a calendar year. Uh, against the Lions and end a six-game losing streak to these goddamn Detroit Lions. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. 
Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.